0: We are now live what day is it i about said january december 21st december 21st 2022 hey everybody welcome to episode 3.5 of conversation peace i am your host patrick armstrong and this is the show where i talk to my friends and other interesting people about whatever's on their minds at the moment so it could be a lot of adoption related stuff Sometimes sports stuff, sometimes life stuff that has nothing to do with adoption, sometimes just fun stuff, which is what I want to talk about today. Eh, It's got to do with a lot of other stuff, too. So um, this is that show. This is how we start off. And every two weeks, I release an episode on the first of every month to coincide with my newsletter. I release an episode with a guest where I'm having a conversation and with them about whatever it is that's on their minds. And then on generally the 15th, I release these little half episodes where I just sit down, talk, recap what's been going on the past couple weeks, and then I set up for the upcoming episode. This one's going to be a little bit different because I missed last week because I was in Los Angeles for multiple events, which I will get into in a little bit, but it's also different because I currently don't have a guest scheduled um, for coming up, and I laugh at that because I think I didn't have one last time, but I knew who it was going to be, and we had an idea of when the the recording was going to happen, so that worked out, but... I don't have somebody lined up yet. I've got a few people in mind, but I have to make the ask, and since we're coming up on the bulk of the holiday season in the wintertime, time, might be a little bit difficult. So you never know. The first episode of January might be a little bit different. So before we dive in deep to everything I want to talk about today, I am going to take a sip of my coffee. <sighs> Love coffee. Um, it's a local, this is a local brand to Indiana and it is very good. I don't know remember the name of it, so I apologize that I cannot, uh, hype up your brand, but thank you for providing me with such good coffee. Um, oh, and before I dive into topics as well, I just want to say that after last month, the last 0.5 episode, I had such a good time of recording this simultaneously live on instagram i decided to do the same thing again so if you're listening to this episode on your podcast player just know that you could have listened to it a little bit sooner by joining me (laughs) by joining me on my instagram at patrick in the world um i'm gonna be doing these half of (sighs) see this is what i'm saying i just woke up i'm gonna be doing these half episodes live on Instagram while I simultaneously record them. Um, Just a great way to interact with the community. Love to be able to answer questions. Love to be able to just have some conversations. And who knows, maybe at the end of the episode, I'll be inviting people on to join me post-recording. I did that on accident last time, and hey, we had a great time. So why not do it for real? Um, But yeah, that's the show. That's what we're going to be doing today. And I'm going to take another sip of coffee before we dive in okay perfect um as you can see i'm in a different room than i was previously there is a sweet bookshelf situation going on with a lot of my books and comics and stuff going on um that thing right there is actually a like vintage um bingo ball selector roller thing very cool uh was my grandparents on my mom's side and when we would go home for our thanksgivings in october did i say october october um we would play bingo and that's one of my favorite pastimes with my family one of my favorite memories because well it got very competitive it did feel very familial and i really enjoyed it so um, coming to you live from this new home that Emily and I purchased back in November, and I did the last episode a week before we moved in, so um, this is the first time y'all or a lot of y'all are probably being able to hear me coming live from this room. I think the acoustics sound okay. I'm probably going to get some soundproofing stuff and make it sound a little bit better, but having a great time move, being moved in, being in a new home, being somewhere that's ours, and knowing that all of the incredible things that happen are ours, but also all of the flaws and problems that we need to fix, uh, kind of fall on our shoulders as well. And I'm kind of excited about that. Living in a rental property, it feels like, you know, you just kind of let things go and then you are at the whim and mercy of the property management company to come fix stuff, to come take care of things if you need them taken care of. And it's nice to be your own property manager in my, in my, uh, Case, I guess. Thank you, August. I appreciate that. Um the other nice thing about it I got the sniffles apparently. The other nice thing about it is that we live very close to downtown Indianapolis, very close to an up and coming area on this side of town that is walkable. So I've been while well, I've been here, I've been able to get out of the house some, go walk in um. I just walked in thanks cam i appreciate that um i hope you i hope you all are having a great time with family out there in china um and excited to hear and continue following along on your trip uh and i appreciate you being here even if it's just for a moment that means a lot to me um what was i saying Oh, I can just walk to places. So I get out of the house, go for lunch, uh, go for coffee, go work in another space. It's really nice to be able to do those things, a big privilege. And I really enjoy being able to have, you know, those extra areas that I can break into. And so the other thing, too, and or another thing is the community. We've been really welcomed by a lot of our neighbors. They've kind of went out of their way to come say hi Uh, one of them left us some bread, which is really cool and really good. Um, they've just been really hospitable and welcoming and I don't think you can ask for anything more in a community. And so excited to be part of something like that. I don't feel like I've had that really ever, even when I was in college and living like on campus, essentially, even when I lived in the town I grew up in. Uh, We still lived outside of town, so I couldn't just walk places. People had to come to me, people had to pick me up, or when I could drive, I had to drive to wherever I wanted to go. So, it's nice. It's nice to be... It's nice to think about um, fitting into that community a little bit. Uh, Thanks, Katie. Appreciate you showing up, and... Thank you for enjoying the first seven minutes of my morning show. Actually, it's probably 10 minutes because I could not figure that out. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, uh, let me see. So that's what's going on with the house. We're pretty much unpacked, feeling pretty good about it. Um, we're about to – I'm about to take my cat for an ERG tomorrow for potential cataract surgery. Apparently it is super successful in cats, even though they don't do it in cats very often, but he is functionally blind. Um, He can see, he can make out like shadows and shapes a little bit when they're very close to his face, but not anything more. So um, I think this surgery is going to be very helpful for him. So, and because we moved into, I, I say all this because we moved into this new house and we, he's just, you know, It's a lot harder, or a lot more difficult for him to find and get his bearings um, as he wanders around. This is a much different space than the house that we just lived in, and we lived there for three years. And so his vision deteriorated in that house, but he had figured out his space. He figured out the space, figured out where the places that he was going to be at all the time. So... It's interesting. He's kind of got that routine down now, but I'm interested to see how the surgery goes. Hopefully, he is a viable and good candidate for it and excited to be able to hopefully give him that vision back in his left eye because he has a glaucoma in his right. Gone. No vision there. And that's just something we got to live with. So that's what's going on in my personal life. Um, It's particularly going on in the house. Um, The other thing that I have going on as well Is that in December, uh, the beginning of this month, I made the decision to lean into and focus on building my own personal business and brand. So that's going to be centered around the speaking engagements that I do. It's going to be centered around a lot of the podcasting work that I do, whether reproducing, editing, hosting, whatever that might be. Um, it's going to be a third pillar. I'm not hundred percent sure. I feel like over the weekend, I figured out what it was going to be and I forgot already. So this is what happens when I don't write stuff down. I forget, um, my memory, not that great, but you know, it's okay. We'll figure it out. But that is what the rest of December outside of family time is about is working on developing the kinds of presentations I'll be giving, what I'll be talking about, developing lists of Schools, organizations, and agencies that I really want to get in front of and figuring out what that strategy looks like for the first six months of 2023. So I'm really excited about it. I feel very confident in it. Last weekend really gave me the... The motivation and the inspiration to continue to push forward some of the conversations I had were very encouraging. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited to be able to bring y'all some new stuff, uh, particularly with this show, but the John Chi show, what I do on Dear Asian Americans, and what I'm able to do in terms of community building and facilitating. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to have more time on my hands to focus on something like that. And I'm excited about the opportunity to bet on myself. I can't say that it's not scary. I can't say that it's not really nerve-wracking to think about doing something like this. It is. It definitely is. And especially because we come from uh, families that subscribe more to the traditional work mindset of, like, you got to have a job. You got to be able to do X, Y, Z. And this is what it means to be an adult. And so something Jerry talks a lot about on Dear Asian Americans is this expectation of families, like his family is an immigrant family from Korea. And like, there was a lot of expectation to do lawyer, doctor, engineer. And if you chose to go another route, it was, how do I explain this to my parents? And I feel kind of similar. You know, my parents have seen me live a non-traditional life, I think, uh, when it comes to my professional careers. But I feel like this is not the same as going to get a job that automatically offers you health insurance or gives you knows that you're going to get a paycheck every two weeks or whatever the case might be. So it's a lot different. And then for some people, it is, you know, scary. It was scary for me to even think about the idea that, oh, I could do this. Like, this is something that I have the, the ability to potentially do. And what it really took was saying, okay, I, I can do this and and believe in myself that I want to try and pursue it. And then also setting up a realistic, realistic expectation of, you know, the time frame that I wanted to work within. It wasn't this nonchalant, like, oh, I'm going to do this, but I don't have a plan. It is, I'm a hundred percent going to do this. And I have this plan that I've been thinking about for a long time. Like, were I to do this, were I to step out into this zone What does that look like? And breaking it down from daily and weekly and monthly goals to fitting all of that into this six-month timeline, this pilot test timeline that I've uh, set myself up on, to then thinking about when I get to that end of the six months, what does success look like? What does that six months plus look like? And also on the flip side, what does failure look like? What does me not making it for whatever reason, feeling like, okay, this isn't for me. What does that look like? And how do I pivot from that point? I don't have any problem going to get a job. I feel like I'm very comfortable and confident in my abilities to do that. But it is, you know, it's it's interesting to think about. And I think one of the reasons I feel so confident, again, is because I've been thinking about this for a long time and sat down, made this plan, thought about this, developed a, a few different things to help, guide me as I go forward, but also to show myself prior to making this decision that it was something that I could do. So that's something else that I'm super excited about. Uh, Definitely a lot more coming in 2023. If you're not subscribed to my newsletter, sign up there. Uh, You can go to the link in my bio and sign up for that because that's where you're going to see all of the newest information. You're going to get the most intimate conversations of what's going on, how I'm feeling about it, what might be coming up it'll also be a exclusive access to certain things that i'll be able to release through there um and if you're interested in that interested in following along that journey interested in supporting me in that journey would love if you sign up for the newsletter uh because it's kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of the stuff i have going on so um with that being said I'm going to switch now to LA. Cause I mentioned, you know, last weekend was something that really helped me see and the conversations I had on the weekend, helped me understand that this is something that I could do and I had made the right decision. But, um, I was out in LA from last Wednesday till technically Sunday night at 1030 Los Angeles time, Monday, 1:30 AM Indianapolis time and was there for a number of different things. So, I'm just going to kind of run through each of the different ones. Um, uh, Real quick. Lauren, I really appreciate that. I do think that is a shift. I do think that is a shift. I think I've been very fortunate to connect with folks, especially in the content creator world, who are doing exactly that. And then not only that, but they're being... Uh, they're being brave and courageous and, and taking the time to share what that journey looks like. And again, another reason why I feel like I can do something like this. I can take that leap. I can take that next step. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Alicia. Yeah, either. Honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, at first I was like, should I silo it? Should I have only everything only going to one place, but, um, whatever's the easiest way to support is my preferred method. So, everyone that's supported so far, I can't thank you enough. Um again, it's those types of things that give me give me motivation, inspiration to do what I'm doing now. So, however you choose to support, whether it's monetary or whether it's um Oh, that's a good, that's also a good, (laughs) that's also a good point. Um, so the question was, do you prefer Venmo or buy me a coffee for supporting you? Um, and that was what my answer was. You know, I don't have a preference. Um, whatever's the easiest for the person wanting to share the support. And also, even if it's just like sharing the podcast or sharing some of my content, uh, commenting, liking apologies, if you can hear that train, um, Yeah, just any type of support right now is the best type of support for me. You know, obviously monetary is really important, but um, man, this train. (laughs) Uh, But, um, all right, that train is loud. Let me let that go through. Actually, we're going to leave all this in on the podcast. Um, But yeah, that is any type of support I I can really use right now. So um, it is all... It is all very much appreciated, all very much something that, uh, means a lot to me. And it helps me continue to push forward and continue to do the work that I'm doing here. Chug that coffee. All right. Let me just situate my other coffee. Alicia, that was a great question. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. And also for giving me tips on the (laughs) correct thing to do for my podcast. Uh, Maybe you should be the producer of my show. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, but yes, okay, let me pivot to LA. So Wednesday through Sunday, out there for technically four different events. Um, so I'm going to start Wednesday, and I'm just going to work my way forward. So Wednesday, I got out there in the morning, went and had lunch with Jerry, and then I went to the Korean American Federation of Los Angeles's 60th Gala or 60th year celebration, um, which was really, really amazing. Jerry, last year, we won an award for the John C show, the arts and media award from Kafla, And then we, they were all Jerry or Jerry, Nathan and KJ were able to go. I was unable to attend. So I, this year, because I was going to be out there, Jerry's like, hey, you should go to this just because you weren't able to go last year. I'll get you a seat. And you can bring a plus one. And so Jerry got me a seat and I invited a friend, uh, another Korean adoptee who was able to go with me. We had a really great time. I'll talk about him in a little bit, but uh, we ended up doing that on Wednesday. It was a lot of fun. Um, It was cool to be able to sit in a room of Korean and Korean Americans, specifically from Los Angeles, uh, which is a really deep community. And... uh, they talked a lot of like the biggest thing that was. I felt like the overarching thing that was happening was kind of the remembrance and 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 the remembrance of Saigu, which is the LA riots uh, that happened in the 90s, I believe. See, I'm a terrible student of history. I should know exactly what this is, but um, I felt like they had a lot, a couple different video tributes of that. I felt like when. I had someone able to translate the Korean for me um, that was being spoken by some of the speakers. We were able to talk, or I was able to see that they were talking a little bit about that, talking about community solidarity, particularly with the black community in LA and talking about, and one of the accomplishments as they talked about was the redistricting, redistricting that happened that made Koreatown all in one district. And I felt like all of that was really just um indicative of the community work that they do and so it was really really a big honor and privilege to be able to be there for that um to see them celebrate this to be able to mingle with some of the folks who work out there who have been part of this community for a really long time shout out to James Ahn the current president uh for allowing and and giving us the opportunity to attend um very very much something I will not forget because again it's like as a Korean adoptee you especially somebody in my position who's going through this journey, you know, it feels like opportunities like this to build community with your people of origin can be few and far between sometimes. Um, and so I feel really lucky and, and, again, privileged to be able to have attended that. And then afterwards, my friend and I went to meet up with uh, some other friends, uh, particularly or specifically Kira Omens, who is a Chinese adoptee and her husband Eric and a couple of their friends as well it was a super fantastic time I ate too much at the Catholic Gala so I couldn't drink a whole lot more but we shared in a ton of laughs and that is something that I keep remembering and keep thinking about and when it comes to this trip it was a perfect way to kick off uh, my week in LA because it was just a lot of fun It was just a lot of fun. Love to hang out with Kira. She is hilarious and just an overall incredible person um, as are Eric or as is Eric and as are their friends. Uh, Just really thankful to know them and to be able to call them friends. So that was a lot of fun. And then after that, we, my friend and I scooted back to his car and uh, I went home, went back to the airport, airport. Well, I stayed at the LAX Marriott at the airport. So that is why I said the airport. Um, had to get ready for Thursday though. So Thursday woke up, I was helping Jerry with the event that he was hosting on Friday. And so on Thursday we were doing a lot of prep for that. We had to run around and get a bunch of stuff. So he and I ran around, um, probably for six, five to six hours, uh, running around, getting stuff, getting things ready to go for the event on Friday And then after that, um, met up with my friend again, and we were going to a comedy show, specifically Ed Pekropsky's comedy show. And so if you don't know, uh, it's at Ed Popsky, I believe, on Instagram. Ed Pekropsky is a Korean adoptee who is also a comedian, and he's developed this one-man show that talks about his experience as a Korean adoptee. And I will not lie to you all, it was absolutely amazing. And I think I shared this with somebody yesterday, but I was talking about this and I was like, this is what adoptee comedy should look like. This is what adoption comedy should look like. And one, it's being told by somebody who's with the lived experience of an adoptee. And two, it's not just jokes for joke's sake. It is jokes mixed in with the literal trauma and heartbreak of what it can mean to be an adoptee, what it means to go back to your birth country, what it means to execute a a birth search. And I'm getting kind of emotional just thinking about it, but it was, it was really, really powerful. And interestingly enough, I didn't cry. There were multiple points where I should have, but there was not many other people who did not shed at least one or two tears. And it was really, really, really something special. Like, this is something that after the show, I told him, I was like, hey, man, we got to figure out a way to get you in front of as many audiences as possible. Because I know plenty of adoptees all across the country who would really benefit from hearing this story. And I think as a, as a society overall, we would benefit from taking a view of this, of his show, to see what adoption comedy should look like. Um, so someone asked if I could repeat the handle uh, of the comedian of Ed. Uh I believe it's Ed Popsky. So E D P O P S K I. Um first came across Ed and his work uh when he was a guest on Feeling Asian, R.I.P. Feeling Asian, one of the, my favorite Asian American podcasts. Um he was on there talking about again comedy talking about the adopt experience. He was specifically talking about Blue Bayou and I thought what he was sharing about the movie was very interesting um, especially because at the time it was a big inflection point something it was something that we were all talking about. And so but didn't really follow up with him after that. And then I saw him starting to post about his show, starting to do some runs out in New York, do uh, a couple shows in Philly, I believe. And I was like, "Man, I'm going to be in LA. That would be great if for whatever reason he was out there. And then the very next day he posted that he was going to be out there doing his first West coast show. And so Thursday night we went out there. Uh, my friend and I got, well, I didn't, but my friend invited a bunch of adoptees. There were a bunch of adoptees who came down from San Francisco. Uh, I think one or two, maybe that came up from San Diego. I'm not hundred percent sure. There was a ton of adoptees there, but I thought that was amazing. Uh, Shout out Michael Benzinger, who I connected with on Clubhouse a long time ago uh, and got to meet in person because he had just moved out to L.A. So that was really amazing. Amazing to meet new old friends in person for the first time. And it was really, really powerful for us. I felt like for so many adoptees to be in this space to support another adoptee sharing his story in this way, in a very unique way that I don't feel like we see very often in this community. And so that was really, really amazing. Uh, Got to see Dan Matthews um, do a little bit of stand-up at the front end. Hilarious. Love that dude. Dan is another Korean adoptee. If you don't know, he's also a rapper and a musician. He does literally so much for the community. And I feel, again, very privileged and lucky to be able to call him a friend. Uh, it was great to be able to hang out with him as well. And great to be able to meet all the other adoptees that were there. Um, so Thursday, we were out till about 2. Had way too many drinks. Actually had probably the appropriate amount of drinks. And then went back to the hotel. Um, had to get ready for Friday because Friday was a big day. So Friday. Um, Jerry Wan, uh, my mentor, my friend, my brother, uh, also a bit of somebody I work with on Dear Asian Americans on the John Chi show. He and Justin Nguyen, um, who is the founder of Declassified Media and which is a media company who focuses on like Gen Z and college, uh, college kids and creating content around those experiences and helping people figure out how to navigate those spaces, which is really amazing. And he's been... Bl- I mean, Declassified specifically has been blowing up for a while, but uh, he and Jerry have been working together on this project called Always Be Creating, which is going to be the premier Asian creator economy community, essentially. So um, it's a membership uh, to an exclusive community where Asian creators are getting together to have conversations, figure out, talk to each other, talk about how we do this thing called content creation, how we monetize, how we expand, how we promote, how we collaborate and how we do that all within the community. It's really amazing. But on Friday, it was the launch event for this particular community. So the first official, they've had a couple kind of unofficial, well, official, but kind of behind the scenes preps for what this event was going to be. And then Friday was the actual event. Jerry had me come out. This is one of the reasons I was out in LA was to help him with this. Uh, While I don't have anything to do on the back end, I'm not involved in a a business sense. Um, Obviously I work with Jerry and if he asked me to help, I usually do what I can to make my way out there. And I was there to help manage the bar. So my friend (laughs) who I am going to talk about here at the end of all this was able to hang out again, an amazing person, going to shout him out so many times at the end of this conversation, but came back, was one of the people who I had helped ten bar with me. One of Jerry's friends also came and helped ten bar. We had a couple of food vendors there as well. And so I threw on my blue blazer, <clears throat> put on my party hat and said, all right, we're going to do this. And I will, I'm going to be completely honest with you, guys, with you when I say this was one of the, one of the best events i've ever attended in the sense that the energy was so different i think that we talk about creator economy we talk about creation in general a lot of times and i feel like it can feel very siloed and isolated in in, in certain senses which is i think is really interesting because i think content creation lends itself to collaboration but I feel like just for whatever reason uh, from both behind the bar and out in the crowd mingling with all of these different uh, and incredible folks in the Asian American creator space was the energy was palpable. Like I felt like people were talking about how necessary this was and were ready to talk about like, what do we do to make this success- successful? Because if this succeeds, we all succeed. That's the best part about it. Like it's for all of us. And so Was really excited to be a part of that. Um, Got to meet a ton of really incredible people on here and uh, on here at the event who create content on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on TikTok, who have been doing big things for a long time. Um, I don't know why I'm sneezing or why I'm doing this. Uh, It's a little bit hot here, but it was just it was just a really, really, really fun event. Um, We had way too much alcohol, and so we ended up giving away a lot of it. And it was just really fun to see so many different people who but just, I, I don't know. I guess I never would have thought I would ever see in person and to see them all come together for this thing that Jerry and Justin have been creating is, it, it, it was, it was really special. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that event was a super fun time. Um, it's hard to describe without people having been there, but it was, I, I, it was a precursor to what, incredible things are about to be happening in 2023 and it was also a very good prelude to what happened on Saturday so I talked about this event being something that I attended and it felt like oh my gosh I never thought I would be around so many people and also it was a space for me to be around a ton of Asian Americans which again is not spaces that I normally find myself in here in Indianapolis uh, a whole lot I'm trying to change that but just not exactly the same and it was cool. But, oh, excuse me. I got to take a drink of this. <sighs> Sorry, I slurped my coffee, but it's just the best way to drink it. Um, But on Saturday, the other reason I was out there in L.A. was because our team at Just Like Media and uh, the Always Be Creating team, Jerry very graciously um, got two tables to Unforgettable. So Unforgettable is the largest, I think, the premier Asian-American award show. Um, it's been going on for 20 years, and this was the 20th year. So it was really exciting, a uh, huge privilege to be able to attend this particular event. And when I said on Friday that it was like, I haven't been in a room with this many Asian-Americans uh, very often, Saturday was, it was completely blew that out of the water. Um, not only because there were so many different Asian and Asian American people there, but because there was so I don't know what it was like celebrities. There Simu Liu was here, uh Steven Yun was there, Chloe Kim was there, uh Steven Young and Chloe Kim won awards, Sandra Oh was there. Like there were I don't know, I can't it's hard to even say. It's hard to even describe because at that point it felt like what is happening um like the black eyed peas performed like it was wild um and the whole time like so here's the thing like i go into these spaces and i don't feel like i'm in them very often especially with people of renown and like i haven't been starstruck or awestruck in a while i feel like i felt like i've I've been able to move past that, but I could not help it. In quick succession on in succession on Saturday, Simu and then Steven Yun and then um, who was the other person? I don't know. Somebody else walked past me all in a row. And I was just like, what is happening? What is my life right now? It was wild. And normally, I don't know. Like, normally, I'm not a picture taker. Like, I don't take pictures of myself even. But, uh, like this time I didn't take like any pictures. I didn't take pictures. I didn't even ask for pictures to be taken. Even after we went to the after party part where everybody was asking for pictures and mingling and having conversations, it just felt like, it felt like for a moment and I wrote about this, but for a moment, it felt like I didn't belong there. It felt like I felt, I was thinking to myself, like, who are you? Like, who are you to be attending this event? Like you don't belong here. And, uh, I hadn't felt that way in a really long time and it kind of sucked to be honest. I was just like, I don't uh, I was like, what, what's happening. And so we were at the after party part and I was like feeling these things and I kind of voiced it to a few of the people in a group that I was with and Michelle Kim, Michelle Mijung Kim, who is somebody I look up to uh, a lot uh, since I started this journey. Somebody, the wake up her book that came out last year, one of my probably top two uh, that I've read maybe ever because it had such a profound impact on my life she was there she was at our table even <laughs> and people were like who are you most excited to meet?" and like I had to be I had to be real with people I was like "It's not any of these celebrities it's well the celebrity in my world Michelle Kim and so she was with us in our group and we were standing out in the red carpet people were talking mingling whatever and I voiced this. I was just like, man, I really feel like I don't belong here. And she just looked at me and she's like, you do belong here. And I was like, my heart melted. Uh, by, like, I kept the tears from coming out of my eyes, but they were welling up behind my eyeballs. And it just was like, I don't know. It's just like, it did feel kind of like a culmination of all this uh, internal, personal identity work that I've been doing because for a long time, I would... I would have, like, I would have just left that event. I would have felt like I could not have stayed there because I would have just been so out of place, so out of my element and I would have been super awkward, felt really weird. I did, I don't know. So, just to get that affirmation from her, um, specifically from somebody who has had such a, a large impact on my life, even though if she doesn't know that, was everything that I could have asked for. And so, while I didn't go out and, like, ask for other pictures after that, didn't go out of my way to try and, like, connect with Simu or anybody else. You know, I just, it made the night enjoyable. And I I left and I went back to the hotel and I felt good. You know, I, I just felt like, I felt very lucky and, again, privileged to be able to attend such an event. That was super amazing to be a part of. But also I felt like I didn't, I didn't miss out on anything. Like, I didn't leave it on the table of, like, Oh, I should have went up to Daniel Day Kim and asked for a picture or whatever. I should have talked to Lisa Ling or whatever the case might have been. You know, I didn't feel like I didn't do what I was there to do which was again to just be in celebration and community with other Asian Americans. And I came with a pretty large group. So at the end of the day, I had people, I had people there with me. I didn't need to necessarily meet other people, but it was a good networking opportunity. It was a good opportunity to do a bunch of, or have a bunch of conversations, get my story, get my face in front of other people, especially people who take up such large spaces within our community and with the public discourse. Um, but it doesn't mean I didn't meet other people. I met Mei Li, uh, which was amazing. met Jason Chu. I was able to share in some conversations with them. Um, who else did I meet? I don't know. Brian Pang, uh, who was in our group, just the ultimate connector and community guy. He uh, just insisted that I was connecting with people. So he was introducing me to a lot of people. And it was, it was just... It was good. Like when I say... I think I joke last time or on something else about it's fine being my catchphrase. Um it was fine. Like it was good, but in the best way. And I walked away from unforgettable feeling like, I don't know. I, I, okay. So here it is. I wrote that post about essentially that situation with Michelle, uh, and with feeling those things on the next day, as I was processing what had happened, what I just went through. And I will not lie to you. I'm sitting here writing. I was sitting here writing it and I was like bawling. I haven't cried very much or very often since my grandma passed away. I feel like I shed all the tears that I had left after that happened. Um, I'm getting emotional now just thinking about it. Um, but when I was thinking about and writing about why that experience affected me so profoundly, I was crying. I couldn't help it. I'm getting emotional right now thinking about it. Um, because it just it meant so much to young me, I think, and, and it meant so much to young me in a way that young me wouldn't understand because he didn't want to be Asian, he didn't want to be associated with anything Asian, he didn't want to be anything but white, he wanted to be you know like his family, like his friends, like his community that he grew up in, and it just made me very sad for him, but also it made me very happy to know that there's an opportunity for him in the future to do some really incredible things and it might take a while but it'll happen um hold on a second i'm (laughs) i'm crying now oh sorry podcast listeners it's this is probably more (laughs) impactful for the people watching um but yeah i apologize for the break so i'm not going to edit any of this i'm just going to put it up on online after i get done here so i appreciate you bearing with me through now minute 40 if you can believe it somehow these are only supposed to be 15 to 20 minutes and it's now minute 40 um (laughs) thank you to everybody sharing uh lovely affirmations and, and comments here and on the live i really appreciate that um it was a lot it meant a lot to me and it was a really really powerful moment um, and so yes, shout out to young Patrick. He's going to be all right. It's just going to take a lot of not being all right to get to that point. But that's too many of our journeys are like that, unfortunately. And so that was Saturday, Sunday woke up, somehow wasn't hungover. um, went to a Chargers game. This is the worst part of the, this is the worst part of the weekend, Long story short, I've been in a fantasy football league with Jerry and a bunch of other Asian-Americans. Cassette Eisenhower, who is here in our group, And I was playing Jerry in the playoffs and I had a quarterback for the Chargers. He had the quarterback for the Titans who they were playing at SoFi stadium. So we went to the game. No, I was like, there's no better reason to go to the game. And I lost handedly in the fantasy matchup. So terrible way to end the weekend. Uh, Super upset. (laughs) I was like, take me to the airport immediately and came home. So, That was my week last week. It feels like almost. it does kind of feel like it was a long time ago already. Um, Just even reminiscing about Saturday feels like it was a long time ago. Reminiscing about writing about Saturday on Sunday feels like it was a long time ago. But I think it's because there's a, a lot to do. Like we're in holiday season. I'm in like what I would consider to be rest mode. But there's a lot of work that I have to do to get ready to do what I want to do for my own business, for my own brand. And unfortunately, it means well, not unfortunately, but fortunately, I'm lucky enough to have the time to be able to work on some stuff while also being able to take those restful steps that I need. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting as we're four days away from I called it the consumer's holiday of Christmas uh, earlier. I think I might stick with that language. Um, It's interesting to think about. uh, Thanks, August. Have a good day. Have a good holiday. I hope you have a restful holiday. And I'm sure we'll connect soon as well. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everything that you do for everyone in all of our communities. Um, It's just, it's interesting. It's interesting to think about how quickly time moves, but also how slowly it goes. And how much time we have to be able to do the things that we want to do. um, Or that we want to try and do and try and accomplish. So... Um, that brings me to now. Okay. Actually, I teased it out a little bit before, but before I wrap this up, um, I do just have to give a couple shout outs. The first shout out is to Jerry and Justin, but really Jerry, who took the time and took a chance on me to be able to took a chance on my story when I didn't know I had a story. He took a chance on a person who didn't know who they were two and a half, almost three years ago now. And because of that, that person has been able to change in ways profound and unknown to him that he would have never imagined possible. And, you know, I owe a lot to Jerry for giving me that opportunity, for giving me multiple opportunities to do something like this. Um honestly can't thank him enough and I won't thank him anymore here because I do that constantly. Uh, thanks, Lauren. Appreciate you. Uh, have a good day at work. Have a restful holiday and excited to continue following along with your journey. If you don't follow Lauren uh, at It's Jung Mina, definitely go follow her. Uh, a lot of incredible things that she shares about her journey as a Korean adoptee. Um. Yes, Jerry is just an amazing friend, an amazing person, and so excited to support him as he continues to go further, especially in the ways that he supported me on my journey. Excuse me. Um, The other, okay, two more shout outs. The second shout out is to all the Korean adoptees and the adoptees in general who came out on Thursday for Ed's show and who I got to com- connect with and commune with and be in community with. I thought that was super amazing. Not necessarily something I thought was on the, in the cards for this week. But something I'm really, really grateful for. Because there's never enough times where we get together and do fun stuff like this. You know? Like, there's never enough times. And shout out to all the organizations that constantly create meetups, have these types of spaces for adoptees to gather and have fun, as opposed to just sharing in our traumas, which is also important, but also not the only thing that we experience. So um, I just want to shout out all the adoptees who were able to make it out on Thursday. I thought that was really incredible and also really important for Ed's show and for what we want to do as a community. And last but not least, again, tease Tim uh as i was going through my week but i have to give a special shout out to eric kemp um i do i I, we met in dallas for the john c live show and just had some great conversations there and he knew i was going to be in la and so i messaged him probably a week before it was like hey we gotta link up you know try and link up while i'm out here man am i sick no i'm not sick I just got a runny nose because it's super hot and I'm wearing a sweatshirt and also drinking coffee. Um, Eric literally lived with traffic like an hour away from where I was staying at the hotel. And Eric every freaking day drove down and probably some of, and not great traffic to come pick me up and go to wherever it is we need to go. So Wednesday, Pick me up so we could go to the Catholic Gala, which I messaged him about probably two hours prior to having to go, and he said yes and went with me as my plus one to the Catholic Gala. Thursday did the same thing, came all the way down, picked me up uh, to go to Ed Show, drove back to K Town, and had a super awesome time um, doing that, and then drove me home both nights, and then on Friday, said, yes, I can help you uh, work this event, and then went with us to go get ice and stuff, did a lot, did a lot of driving, did so many things to help make this weekend a success, and honestly would not have been able to do or have had the same type of experience had Eric not been there and been willing to engage, been willing to just be a really incredible friend. So I know he's not watching right now. I don't know if he will watch. I don't even know if he'll listen to this episode, but I just got to shout him out because Eric Kemp is the type of person that you hope that you befriend in your lifetime. Um, whether it's, whether it's him or whether it's someone else, like he is just a real one. And I, I don't know. I can't thank him enough for this week. Um, it was truly incredible, and I'm very, very lucky and privileged to call him a friend, and so excited we got to spend that time together. Um, so shout-out, Eric. Super amazing. Also, before before I wrap this up, I have to do one more thing. Um, the gal on Saturday was incredible. Met all the most – or met maybe not met, but was around and saw all all types of incredible people, the most of which was a live performance – By 4Town, the boy band from Turning Red, (laughs) which I saw in the programming. They were going to be there, but I was like, are they going to hologram it in? Is it just going to be the clip from the show, from the movie? Like, what is happening here? And no, it was the actors. It was the actors that played each of the members of 4Town. Why are they called 4Town when there's five of them? Um, Absolutely incredible they crushed it An amazing performance and i feel like that's like the epitome of privilege and luck is like how many times are, you, are people gonna see four perform i don't know and if i didn't get a picture with anybody ever uh at that event the fact that i was just able to witness four with my eyes and ears in in real time in real life uh made it all worth it so i know leah had asked about that so i just had to talk about it a little bit amazing totally worth it um and if you ever get the chance i would i would suggest going because i'm not sure i think they only have the songs that they played on this movie so it's probably not going to be a long show but it was it was incredible um a lot of fun and yeah i just had to talk about that a lit (laughs) i screamed like a teen girl at the show when they came out and it was and it was the actors who played them who were all like 25 or older, I'm assuming, just from where I could see from the stage. I'm like, they got the actual people to come out here and they're like, hey, we need you to come do a bunch of kids songs for a bunch of adults. <laughs> it was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. Shout out to them for being willing to do something like that. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. Um, but that brings me to the end of episode three and a half, really. This has been twice as long as I expected it to be expected it to be. I appreciate everyone who's been on the live who joined and whatever time they joined who stayed here throughout the duration who sat with me while I got through the technical difficulties very much appreciate it coming up next month again. Like I said, I don't know who the guest is going to be. So your guess is as good as mine. Um, I hate myself for saying that Um I don't know. I have got a few ideas. I got to reach out to some people and I'm excited about the conversations that I'd be able to have with them. I think they would, whoever it was, are going to be great for kicking off 2023. Um, because the things that they talk about are things that I want to be incorporating into my life as I go through 2023. And as I take my, take this chance on myself and my own business. So you'll see that on the first, um, I'm also thinking about upping the frequency of my newsletter, maybe to coincide with both episodes and do it bi-monthly or bi-weekly. I've got a friend, Kyunghee Kim, who has started a newsletter that's releasing weekly and it's amazing. Like it hits me right in the right spots every single time. And so that is like, I, I don't know. It's It's made me inspired to do one daily or not daily, daily, weekly. So I don't know. We'll see. That might change a little bit as well. Um, Also, if you got time over the break, I've been very privileged to appear on a few different podcasts that have come out. I recently appeared on Adoptees On, which is uh, live and available right now. Um, That is a bucket list item for me. When I first started this, Adoptees On was one of the first podcasts that I was uh, turned to uh, or shown as I started this journey and has been super foundational and formative uh, as I've made my way through my journey. So check that out, uh, it was a great conversation. Shout out to Haley Radke for having me on. I also had a podcast episode that I'm gonna be posting about today that dropped last night um, with Dear White Women. So uh, Sarah Blanchard and Misasa Suzuki Graham, they are both biracial, Japanese and white. And their show Dear White Women is about uh, having conversations or having tough conversations about how white women can use their privilege essentially to um, combat racism, combat a whole bunch of things and felt very, very privileged to be able to join them and have a conversation about all things adoption, all things adopting experiences Um. I just listened to it again for the first time since recording it last night, and I thought it went really, really well, uh, especially the back half of the conversation, I think, is what, what went what was really good. I think there were a lot of gems dropped by myself, but also by both Sarah and Masasha um, as we had this conversation. And again, as most of you probably know, my whole goal right now is how do we get out of telling our stories to each other which is still very important and which I don't which I don't say to say we shouldn't share with each other but how do we get in front of the people outside of our community who are going to help us drive change who sit in positions of power and privilege who can make who can help facilitate the change that we need to see in our community so It's really exciting to be able to do that um, and really excited to be able to do that with them. Uh, Love them. Love their show. Dear White Women is amazing. Uh, Highly recommend checking that out as well. I also have a new... I also will be a guest on an episode dropping in the first or second week of January. So super excited about that. Stay tuned for more information as we get closer to that date. Um, Other than that, I think that's all. Um, Both Dear Asian Americans and The John Shee Show are going on a two, three-week hiatus As we settle into our families, as we settle in for the holidays, and as we get ready for 2023. So, you can expect new episodes of both of those shows in 2023. You can also expect the newest episode of this show in 2023 on the 1st, I promise. Um, Thank you, Leah. Appreciate you being here as always. Appreciate you just as a person and an individual in life. Um, Maybe I'll be a guest on the pod in the new year. (laughs) Don't tempt me with a good time, Leah. Don't tempt me with it um <laughs> We'll definitely have you on. We will definitely have you on uh in twenty three because you got a lot of things going on, and I want to hear about them and i want my I want our people to hear about them so um let's see that's about it. That's really all I got for you. This has went again much longer than I expected um so Excited to be able to share this. Thank you so much to everybody who's joined me here today. If this is your first time, apologies. (laughs) I get all over the place. I take small breaks. And you know, this is just what happens sometimes when we do podcasting, which is totally fine. Everything is fine. And everything is great. It's good. Uh, So I appreciate you joining. Um, Again, like I said, one of the best ways to keep up with what I'm doing, what I've got going on is by joining my newsletter, go to the link in my bio to be able to sign up for that. You can also go to patrickintheworld.me. That is my website. Link a lot of stuff in there, like the things that I've written, things that I've been featured in, uh, other podcast episodes. Um, So make sure to go check that out. If you're looking for speakers, um, I'm available. I'm booking gigs through the first six months of uh, 2023. So, Would love to talk about collaborating, what that looks like, how we can work together to not only bring the adoptee experience to more audiences, but talk about how folks who are feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling like they don't have a voice or invalidated or their voice is invalidated, how they can go about advocating for themselves, finding that validation, um, through the telling of their stories. So would love to have those conversations as well. Um, I don't ever remember how to wrap these things up, but I don't know. That's about it. And again, I really appreciate everyone who's been, who's joined me on this journey, who has um, listened to the podcast, who has subscribed to the newsletter, who sent a lot of support and whatever experiences that they want to support me in. I really appreciate it. I also really appreciate everybody who has uh, sent support from monetary standpoint. Um, You have no idea how much that means like you really I I, honestly I don't know how I can best articulate it um, without crying probably. So (laughs) um, I I just want to say I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you and you make it more possible for me to continue to do stuff like this. So thank you Um, again. New episodes every two weeks on the 1st and the 15th. Uh, Be on the lookout for this next episode coming out January 1st. Again, go to the link in my bio if you want to subscribe to my newsletter. And I hope that you have a restful holiday. I hope the holiday is what you need it to be. I hope you have community. I hope you have friends or I hope you have people who can support you, who can bring you in, who can share and laughs and memories and and just an overall positive experience of 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 community of being with people um i think it's something that we all need right now and i think it's super important for us to be able to extend those hands whenever we can uh for people who are looking for that so i hope you're able to have that holiday this year i hope you're able to have that holiday this season and until next time until 2023 i will see you then bye all right how do i shut this off